0: Jermaine Lole has committed to the Louisville Cardinals. What does his addition mean for the Louisville defense? And is he the biggest commitment in the Scott Satterfield era? We will answer both of those questions on this episode of the show. Stay tuned. You are locked on Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On, the Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. I serve as a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone. I also do some PA and ASI work for the university in various sports. I want to take this time, as always, to personally thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, the Locked On, the Louisville Podcast is free on all streaming services five days a week. Your team is Every day it was announced at the beginning of the weekend on Friday that the Cardinals received a commitment from Arizona state defensive line transfer, Jermaine low lay, um, obviously a huge addition to the program. We will talk about what his addition means to the defense as a whole. Um, we will discuss why he is one of the top two commitments of the Scott Satterfield era here at Louisville. And then finally we will discuss the Cardinal baseball team, Clenching the ACC Atlantic Division Championship. Um, to start out with, though, we'll talk about the commitment as a whole. Jermaine Lole's visit to the Cardinals program this past weekend. Uh, not this past one, but the weekend before. Um, so I think it's the is it the 15th through the 17th? Uh, regardless, I, I'm, I'm really losing track of my days. So it might be the 13th or the 15th. R- whatever. Um, There wasn't a lot of news regarding how it went. Now, there was a ton of speculation that the visit went well. Um, All signs were kind of discreetly pointing to a possible commitment brewing in the works. Um, But as the week went on, you have some little fans kind of looking around wondering what's going on. Because if Lole was to continue to make his visits, it seems like the possibility of him coming to the Derby City Um, in playing football next fall would likely, um, you know, lose its probability with each visit that he made. And um, it seems like there was rumors of a possible big NIL package that Florida was going to, um, you know, offer to Lole, who Florida was who he was supposed to visit next. But on the day of his visit, or the scheduled day of his visit, Lole announces, his commitment to the Cardinals. Now, obviously we spoke last week in depth about what his commitment would mean to the program. We'll kind of, you know, gloss over that a little bit, um, you know, refresh you in three seasons at Arizona state, his first season, 27 total tackles had 71 in 2019. And then in 2020, when he played four games due to a shortened season in the PAC 12 due to the coronavirus, he had 24 tackles, One and a half sacks, one fumble forced, and one fumble recovered um, in two pass deflections. Um, Coming into the 2021 campaign by Pro Football Focus, he was rated as the number two interior defensive lineman in the country and the 24th best player nationally regardless of position. Now, obviously, Pro Football Focus, some, some like it, some don't. Um, it, it seems like it's more appealing to those on the analytical side of things. But regardless, I mean, th- th- that's huge to begin with. Yes, he, I think it was a triceps injury that forced him to miss all of last season. Um, ultimately decides to uh, enter the transfer portal and visit visits Louisville and the rest is history. Lolay's commitment is exactly what the doctor ordered for the Louisville Cardinals. Defensively speaking, Scott Satterfield and company did a lot to address their needs in the transfer portal and in the recruiting class. Um, Linebacker-wise, yes, you lost CJ Avery. And what'd you do? You went out and you replaced him with Momo Sanogo from Mississippi. You lost Quinterio Cole, some other you know, members of the secondary. What did you do? Well, you went out and you got MJ Griffin from Temple, you got Jalen Alexander from Duke, you got Quincy Riley from Middle Tennessee State, you got Nicario Harper from the FCS ranks, you got uh Jay Williams from USC. Um, and you got Jarvis Brownlee Jr. from Florida State. You have got a handful of other guys. If I'm missing anyone, I do apologize. Um, but but you get the you get the vibes, and you also got you get some um, you know, some high school guys. They got a four-star recruit rated on rivals. Uh, Jeremiah Caldwell committed to the program, a late signee that will probably be some solid depth for next season. So you address the linebacking committee in which you, you had some, you know, you had a need for. You definitely overhauled the secondary and the defensive backs department. The only position that I kind of looked at, and this was my my main um, you know, area of need coming into the off season was the defensive line, it, more specifically the interior. Because I think at the pass rushing positions, you know, you, you're in good hands. You've got Yaya Diaby, you've got Ashton Gelati, uh, Popeye Williams. Your high, your highest rated signee is uh, edge rusher. You've got Celaw Brown as well, so you've got some guys on the outside that can really make an impact. The interior was where I was like. Okay, um, we really must be banking on a lot of these guys that are already in the defensive line room to be making the next step in their respective development. And as they should, I mean, they should be, um, you know, hoping that these guys take a next step forward. But I think that in terms of areas of need, you needed to go out and you needed to get a guy that would be an instant impact player. And what did Scott Satterfield and company do? They went out and they added one of the best. Interior defensive lineman in the country, not just in the transfer portal, but in the country as a whole. Um, You know, Jermaine Lole. You know, being six foot two, three hundred and five pounds, he's very, very. Um, you know, solid in terms of run defense and, you know, clogging up the middle and whether Louisville decides to run a 3-4 or a 4-3 base package. I think that he would be able to run either of those and he's run both of those at um, Arizona state. But on top of that, and I think that this is probably one of the things that gets a little bit overlooked is his ability to get after the passer. Now you don't necessarily see that reflected in the box score in his career statistics when, you know, his career high in sacks was in this was in the last season that he played 2020 where he had a sack and a half and i think in the, <clears throat> the year prior to that was one sack so but being able to play on the edge and in the middle is is extremely versatile because you never truly know what a, a season has to offer unfortunately with the injury bug and stuff like that so if there was to be a injury um <clears throat> to the Well, defensive ends roomed where you lose a guy, you know, that plays a a ton of snaps and the Lord forbid that happen but you can't really rule anything out in in terms of sports and stuff like that. So you have to be prepared um, for the inevitable and uh, for the unthinkable. So, um, you know, him being able to step outside and and be a, you know, a defensive end, um, you know, an option there, or also, you know, just being able to be a force in the middle. I, I see this move as just overall shaking the little defense up and adding a different dynamic. You add a true game changer and you see uh how well if you know interior defensive linemen can truly um you know set the standard for your defense. I mean you look at the greatest defenses um you know in history I mean you go back to look at Georgia I mean Jordan Davis and Devontae Wyatt it all started with the pressure that was created from the defensive line. Um Jermaine Lolay, his impact will not only be able to get after the quarterback and, and help in the running defense department. But it's also going to clear up some opportunities for guys like Yaya Diaby for Ashton gelati to where, you know, opposing offensive linemen are having to, you know, possibly double team Lole in certain situations. And that could also help for whoever the other defensive lineman is, whether that be uh, Des Tell, Henry Bryant, um, you know, so on and so forth. There are a couple different options that you could look at there. Uh, but Jermaine Lole, Presumed day one starter and one of the best defenders in the ACC, in my opinion. Is he the biggest commitment in the Scott Satterfield era, though? We're going to answer that here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at Built Bar. Look, I love brownies, but you know what I love more? Brownie batter. Sometimes I eat half the batter just while I'm making the brownies. Imagine, Imagine if you could lick the brownie spatula then... And also get some protein in. Well, you're in luck because Built has a new creation. And this one is better than ever. The Brownie Batter Puff. You heard me right. This puff takes protein... Bars to a whole new level. For those that aren't aware of what a puff is, it is a protein-infused marshmallow. If you've listened to past shows, you've heard me talk about the uh, birthday cake puffs, which are absolutely delicious. And not only puffs, but all of the Built Bar products are covered in 100% real chocolate. And you get all of the healthy benefits of a protein bar while having double the flavor. And there are so many different flavors to choose from in the traditional um, protein bar category. Um, So do yourself a favor. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Once again, that's using the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at build.com. Cardinal fans, I can't say thank you enough for making Locked On the Louisville your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. That is available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. When I look back to the last, what, three years and some change since Scott Satterfield has been here, um, you know, d- what, December 2018, I I had to question what or who is the biggest commitment in his uh, tenure here at Louisville. There's a couple of names, you know, uh, Popeye Williams is a name to look at. Um, there could have been Chubba Purdy, but Purdy ended up uh, decommitting and signing with Florida State. Um it seems like that that title would be kind of up for the taking. And I wonder, or I wondered after Friday, is Jermaine Lolle the biggest commitment that the Cardinals have received under Scott Satterfield? I would say he's top two because I would be remiss if I didn't mention Pierce Clarkson, um, the highly rated four-star quarterback from California, who is one of the best quarterback prospects in the 2023 class. Now, look, I get it. He has to ultimately sign and get on campus. So um, if you are going to disqualify Pierce Clarkson from this conversation due to the fact that he is just a commitment a commitment right now and he is not a signee and has not stepped foot on campus and enrolled, that's fair. But for the sake of this argument, I'm going to consider Pierce Clarkson because of the impact that he has had on Cardinal football recruiting. Simply put, the 2023 class, Flyville 23, has the potential to be the high the highest the highest rated class in school history um, since recruiting um, databases and services came to be a thing. Um, just from an overall talent perspective, all of the momentum that he has uh, generated from uh, multiple four star commitments early on to now uh, having you know uh, multiple guys coming in the number one running back in the 2023 class, is coming to visit the Cardinals on June 17th. That is big news for this program, and a lot of it is because of what Pierce Clarkson is has brought to this Cardinal program in terms of the recruiting energy and, and stuff like that. So um, it kind of goes back and forth with Pierce Clarkson because I don't necessarily think the low-lay commitment – has a big of an impact off the field as the Pierce Clarkson one does, just because you know they're in different situations. Lole is a grad is a grad transfer, I believe, but regardless if he's a grad or not, he is a transfer, so um, it's a little bit different in terms of recruiting the transfer portal and having guys go play at the same school, than rooting um, high school um, you know, recruits that play on the same high school team or travel team or what what have you. So um, Pierce Clarkson's probably still number one in my opinion, but Jermaine Lole. Um, has to be the biggest transfer or um, you know recruit that will be ultimately eligible uh, up until this point. Um, if you're kind of sitting 2023 class, like um, you know, off to the side a little bit, pushing it off to the side, um, and you're asking outside of this upcoming class, is he the biggest commitment of the of Scott Satterfield's tenure? And it's a no brainer for me. Number 1 like we mentioned in the last segment he fills the top position of need you are getting one of the best defenders and overall players in the country into your program that cannot be understated people talk about oh yes you have to get um you have to get the wins and yes i do agree because the results have to show but one of the reasons why people were bashing Scott Satterfield in the offseason and questioning him as a recruiter was, can he go out there and get big name transfers? Because with the transfer portal, the one-time transfer rule, getting to uh, essentially um, you know, uh, allow it to turn into almost like the, uh, traditional recruiting, the transfer portal was at Louisville's disposal. They had needs that needed to be filled. They had the scholarships to do so. They went out and they added a ton of defensive backs to a defensive backs room that needed bodies. Um, They got Momo Sanogo, who, um, you know, top guy from Mississippi. You went out offensively. You got D. Wiggins to replace Justin Marshall, which is likely an upgrade. You got Tyler Hudson, an FCS All-American. And then you got Tyon Evans from Tennessee, who is, um, you know, a home run threat lightning in a bottle type option that you can use out of that backfield. But Jermaine Lole is a different caliber addition to this program because you you go from adding a, and this is no disrespect to any of the other guys that they've added, I'm not saying that, but I think that this is more of a testament to the type and caliber of player that Lole is. You go out and you get a player that, number one, he fits what you're looking for and what you need, but also just the overall you know talent that you have, I mean, the number two right into your defensive lineman, regardless of conference, the 24th best player in the country, regardless of position. I don't care how you feel about pro football focus. Just the fact that he got that type of recognition is huge. But another aspect of it and why it's so big is they went toe-to-toe with the big dogs in the country and got one of the best defensive prospects in the transfer portal. They convinced... A top player in the country not to visit the University of Florida. Not to visit the University of Oregon. Not to go to USC, which is in his home state. You can't overlook that. This is a huge recruiting victory for Scott Satterfield. One that he desperately needed. Now, regardless if you think about any of these other you know, 2023 guys um, that they've um, gotten committed. Which at the end of the day, I think that the the point still stands. You do have to get the signature on the dotted line. These guys still do have to enroll um, at the university. So it's a little bit different when it's a transfer um, because it's kind of a quick turnaround. There's not a lot of uh, you don't see transfer. You don't see a lot of transfers committing and then decommitting. So yeah, I I think that overall, he, Scott Satterfield deserves his props here. He deserves his flowers. Um, you know, he went out and got one of the best defensive players in the country, and it cannot be understated. I've seen multiple people out on social media like, oh, Louisville must be throwing a lot of money Jermaine Lolay's way for him to be um, you know, for him to be going there. It's kind of where we're at. I mean, I I don't think anyone's naive enough to know that the NIL aspect of things is a huge factor in recruiting. Because players can make money off of their name, image, and likeness now. So they're going to go, they might go to a place where they get the most, um, you know, incentive for their name. And for, if anything, this is a benefit. And this is encouraging for the University of Louisville going forward, is the fact that if they, if this was maybe um, centered around, you know, an NIL package that Lole is to receive, that means a ton. That means that Louisville is on top of the ball and they are, um, you know, acting accordingly with the current landscape of the NCAA and in college sports. So I don't get this stance of, oh, they must be throwing a bag his way. They must be, you know, backing up the Brinks truck and, and you know unloading all the money. I just find it hard to believe that those same fans would be um, saying the same thing if he were to commit to their school. But I get it. Um, denial is um, the first step in the grieving process. So not to not to be arrogant or anything like that. I just see that way too much to where. Um, everyone is being self-righteous. NIL is what it is. And um, for many schools, it's about navigating the NIL and trying to um, put themselves in the best situations to compete with other schools. And for Louisville to go out there and compete with some of the best programs in the country and and come away with a commitment from Lola is huge. So um, we will continue to talk about the football team as the offseason progresses. But as of right now, we're going to finish the show – discussing the baseball team, winning the ACC Atlantic Division with a series victory over the top 10-ranked Virginia Cavaliers. Excuse me. We will discuss what went right for the Cardinals this weekend and why I'm going to say I told you so here in just a second Actually, talk about our friends over at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts in their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry when you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket? It allows you to save time and money. It's a family business, serving do it yourselfers for over 20 years. Prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you could ever need from brake parts, tail lamps to motor oil. And even new carpet. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. I told you so. This only applies to the fa- the fan base, the part of the fan base that tweeted at me and I and and also just tweet in general, that I saw on my timeline after the first weekend, the opening weekend, and going into the first two weeks, that this team was not good enough, and that this basically claiming that the sky was falling because the team struggled two weeks into the season. And I try to tell people, relax, Have patience and trust in Dan McDonald. Baseball is one of those sports where it's all about momentum and getting into a groove. Softball's the same way give these guys time to figure things out now are they perfect no they still have some things they need to work on but as of right now they're going into the acc tournament tomorrow being the champions of the acc um, atlantic division they are the number two overall seed in the conference they will take on um, their pool consists of uh, georgia tech and pittsburgh but the season the regular season was on the line this past weekend they got a series win over the 10th ranked Virginia Cavaliers on Friday four to one the victor I'm sorry Thursday four to one victory Jared Poland continuing to look very very impressive he had seven seven innings of work two hits only one earned run one walk and eight strikeouts uh, through 93 pitches. Michael Persecki came in for the last two innings, only allowed two hits and had two strikeouts, no earned runs um 4 one victory on on Thursday and that was a a game tour it was a big weather delay and the game really didn't end until like well after midnight like 12 one o'clock. So props to the guys for staying focused and being able to focus back in. however, on Friday the wagon or the wheels kind of fell off the wagon a little bit. A big loss. Um, it was. Uh, I'm trying to. Look. Yeah, 16 to seven. Virginia scored the first seven runs of the game um, in the first three innings. Carter Loman kind of struggled um, on the dish or at the dish for the Cardinals. Pitched two and a thirds innings, gave up four hits, seven runs, five of those were earned. Four walks to go with two strikeouts, 79 pitches. Evan Webster, inning and two thirds of work. Seven hits, three runs. Cade Grundy, an inning, three hits, and then after that, um, the bullpen kind of mellowed out. Caleb Corbett, Cam Robinson, uh, Kyle Walker, and uh, Jr. Langworthy and Jacob Ferris um, came in and kind of righted the ship a little bit. But a- at that point, there wasn't a lot of uh, much you could do. You know, being down sixteen to seven, uh, Dalton Rushing had a big day at the plate. He or he was uh, one for four but had two runs. JT Benson was two for two out in right field. He is finally fully healthy. But the rubber match on Saturday, the victory that ultimately helped the Cardinals um, you know, claim the ACC Atlantic Division with the help of the Miami Hurricanes for defeating the, um, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. A 11-3 drumming on Saturday, Carson Leggett got the victory. Um, for the Cardinals on the mound. He had two innings of work, one hit. Uh, Tate Keener, four and a third innings, um, four hits, two earned runs. Ryan Hawks pitched an inning in two-thirds, and Michael Prosecki once again came in and was lights out for the Louisville bullpen. Ben Metzinger, have a day, Metzinger. Three for five on Saturday with three RBIs. Dalton rushing two for four with two RBIs. Levi Usher, continues to have a very good year, two for five. I'm sorry, one for five with two RBIs and Isaac Humphrey, three for four with an RBI. So the Cardinals finished the regular season. um pretty solid, uh, 38, 16 and one. Now, as we mentioned, this team still has some stuff to work on and I'm not saying they're perfect, but they are in line for a possible, uh, top eight seed Kendall Rogers, uh, I think it's baseball America or D1 baseball. I forget which one he's with. I do apologize. Had projected the Cardinals inside of the top eight as number seven. I would have to assume if they were able to get out of their pool uh, and get to the semifinals that the Cardinals would likely uh, be a top eight seed regardless, but still a solid week in Charlotte would be exactly what the doctor ordered for the baseball team. But like I said, When it comes to baseball and sports like that, early on in the season, you're not going to go undefeated. Sure, it sucks to lose to the teams that maybe you shouldn't lose to, but at the end of the day, you have to give them time. This is one of the best offenses that Dan McDonald has had here at Louisville. The pitching still needs to stay consistent, but I'm very interested to see what this team can do in the ACC tournament. But Overall, we talked about the significance of Jermaine Lole's commitment for the Cardinals' defense, um, discussed why he is a top-two commitment in Scott Satterfield's tenure here at Louisville and also uh, talked about the Louisville baseball team winning the ACC Atlantic division. Um, I want to give a a quick shout out to the locked on ACC podcast. If you're looking for um, any type of conference news, look no further than that podcast, 30 minutes a day, five days a week, you're going to get no better content than that. Um, So be sure to check that out. But Hey, that is going to wrap up this, Uh, Monday edition of the show. Everyone have a great day and we will see you right back here tomorrow.